Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in, 92.9 The Game. Midday show here, Andy and Randy. It's Abe Gordon filling in for Andy Bunker. And as always, alongside Randy McMichael. Uh, This hour is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Uh, I mentioned I I want some help with some Valentine's Day stuff uh, here in a little bit in the the next hour. I've also actually got a, a slightly deeper question about about the the term work wife, are you familiar with the term work wife? Um, work wife. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not familiar with the word work wife because I would think that your work wife would probably it would be conflicting if you had a real wife. Well, we're gonna get into that. We're yeah. we're definitely gonna get into what crosses a line with your. I, I don't have a problem with the idea or the premise of a work wife. What the hell is a what the you hell? You gotta is, remember, I'm also single. So what the hell is a work wife? That's You're not gonna like, find too many NFL football players that have had a work wife. So what is right? A, what is a work wife? Somebody that you work alongside of a really good you, friend of the opposite like sex that you work with. The opposite yeah. sex that you work with. Okay, but you're not outside of work. You're not man and wife. You don't date. You don't really see each other unless you hang out. Well, but it's just like that that's the like person co-workers. that calls you out on your stuff. That's the person that you call to get something done. You know, Steak and Sandra may be work wife and husband. Possibly is the closest thing we could probably think of. Okay, I gotta ask them tomorrow when I see them. If that's how they get because I don't. I, I, I well. Work wife. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me ask my wife. Maybe can I have a work wife and see how that goes? I'll be sleeping on the damn couch next to Chipper, uh, Abe. So, yeah, I don't work wife. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because, again, I'm like, you know, this is my second job I've ever had, you know. So, first job, obviously, no. We ran about your teammates here. So, what was Wendy then? Wendy was, my, Wendy was my sister. Wendy was like my sister. Tanisha was like my sister. They're women. I work with them. That's similar. I, I view them, but it's no, they're similar. my sister. I view them as yeah, my I mean, sister. That's along. It's in the same vein, though, as a work wife. I, yeah, so. I didn't. I didn't want to yeah, bring Wendy confused. into it, but like there are situations where someone would have considered Wendy a work wife. No, they wouldn't have. Yeah, 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 for sure. Outside of the people that. No, no, no. Like, like maybe yeah, in your group, yeah. Oh no, I don't think so. We all view each I've other. I've had as a work wife brothers. before, <laughs> at one of my other jobs. Uh, uh, <laughs> was that her, was that her choice of yours, Abe? It's. 
it, well, but see, now you're making the work-wife relationship something that it's not. Oh. It's not a thing. There's no feelings involved. There's so, no, there's none of that. If your best friend at, at work happens to be a person of the opposite sex, that's when they become like a work wife or work. work so, wife. Like, and what determines what determines the best friend or wife? What, what determines there's that? Just if you work with somebody and you get along with that person more. If than you anybody get else, something you yeah. think's funny, who's the first person you send it to at work? Us. We're not the opposite sex, so we're not work wives. So you, you and Andy. Would you be my work husband? Is Andy my work husband? Yeah, he probably is. To be honest, what the hell he ain't. Sorry, man. Well, no, no, no. Or hell he. No. he no, no, he's not my better half. It's, he ain't none of that. See, if my, I say Andy's, partner, Andy's, it's one thing. If Andy's, he says it, it's a different thing. But that's my partner right there. That's my brother. There ain't nothing, nothing well, work husband, work wife. I like, you know what again, some people refer the, to as the, partners, That's right? these corporate situation things like that. So, yeah, I need to ask. So, no, no. We'll I, get into it. No, I, I have some I, questions I, I, later I, I, about I, I, the work-wife dichotomy. Uh, that work, you, that, you can get with your that, real wife and figure out what is and isn't allowed. work wife seems like you get your cut. That's what it seemed like. Work wife seemed like you get get slashed. All right, we got a lot of football to get into. Let's go ahead and jump right into it with the NFL No Huddle. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The most viewed TV event since the moon landing. Really? That's what they said. Uh, Super Bowl 58 becomes the most watched TV program in history. It averaged 123 Point four million viewers. They say at two hundred uh point uh two hundred and two point four million watched at least some of the Super Bowl. We know the numbers are also always more than that because of Super Bowl watch parties and bar situations, stuff like that. So uh just monster ratings, a monster success for CBS yeah. with Super Bowl fifty eight. Not surprised, not surprised at all. And you know, it, it, it's the most popular sport in this country, and we know that, and it, it reaches global, everything. We were talking, me and Buck were talking yesterday. They had, I think, Dan Orlowski and Louis Rickman were, were doing uh, radio for uh, Super Bowl coverage in Australia. So, I mean, this game is that big and everything, and, it, and I would, I'm not crazy enough to believe that uh, Miss Swift didn't have something to do with some of the viewership and everything also. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a game where – this, this spectacle of what the Super Bowl is. I mean, it's not just a regular game. Obviously, it's for the championship, but everything about the game leading up to it, all the bells and whistles, it makes it must-see TV. So, it it so makes it must-see TV. It, it, I mean, I, hold on. I thought, like, you know, I thought Miss Swift made a lot of people hate watching football and killed the Super Bowl and all that other stuff. 
Damn sure can't tell about the I numbers. I saw something today that said she was uh, shown over the course of a four-plus-hour hour broadcast for like 49 seconds. Okay. People are losing their mind over it. Okay. But, I mean, how many, how many times did it lead? How many times did he show you to add up to 49 seconds? Uh, Probably 12 to 15. All right. Some of them, I mean, except for the time she was chugging the beer, they were, they were pretty quick cutaways of her jumping around in, in her group with Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Yeah, getting uh, after it. Ice Spice. Uh, so what, what, what do you think was the biggest factor in that? Is it the Taylor Swift factor? Is it the two teams that were involved well, with the Patrick Mahomes stuff? Or is it just the fact that it was a good game towards the end? I think all three of them have, have their thing in it. I would like to see I have seen that last hour as far as the peak because that was the best part of the game. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, it's the freaking Super Bowl. you know, And people are always going to tune in to everything like that. But it does help that you have this team with this, with this player who is – who is uh, chasing greatness and chasing all those different things, along with the the um, the most popular pop star in the world, who's actually dating one of the best players on the team that's in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure all that had a factor in it. I'm pretty sure. The Super Bowl seems to have been a great success for the city of Las Vegas, and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says he expects it to come back at some point. Reality here, um, you outdid it, uh, and uh, I think. Uh, Safe to say the NFL looks forward to coming back. Do you think it was a success for Las Vegas? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should it be in Las Vegas more? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't mean like part of the cycle. I mean like once every three. Why not? I mean, that, Vegas is an awesome town. Vegas, I mean, you know, I, I love going to Vegas. I love, I love, now, my favorite place to have a Super Bowl is going to be their next year in New Orleans. I love that right so there. So that's what I was going to ask. But I mean, yeah. but no, I mean, why not put it back in Vegas? I mean, it wasn't, I don't see anything as far as, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for the NFL was the gambling aspect of the, the players in the gambling aspect more than anything. I don't think anything else outside of that part the NFL was thinking about. So I just don't understand why they wouldn't have it in rotation. I'm telling you, you go, LA, I'm not, Miami, I'm not talking about rotation. Tampa, New Orleans. You forgetting the city? What I'm missing? Atlanta. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so yeah, this happened well, like that. You got I me, mean, Jerry. I'm still waiting on the damn. I'm still waiting on the damn draft to come to Atlanta. Like everybody, they're, they're doing this rotating draft thing. Why the they hell? pick? I, so Why I the think hell? they're like, are they in Green Bay this year? They're trying to give it to the non Super Bowl cities, right? Or isn't it Kansas City or Green Bay or something like that? I don't think it's Kansas City. I think, uh, but yeah, I think they're trying to give it to the non Super Bowl cities for for a little bit of love. I I don't know. It just it's a it's a weird situation like that, but yeah, I I had no problem with it being in Vegas, uh, because I mean, there it's a city, and I know they that a lot of people were talking about the traffic. It's traffic everywhere. It's traffic everywhere. Every Super Bowl city, it's going to be freaking traffic. Was it worse in Vegas than normal? I mean, I guess, but like, I mean, can you even tell? I mean, it's Vegas. How do you know exactly? Yeah, it's I mean, can you most even people tell? I don't know drive around in Vegas, anyways. Uh, we've also got that my favorite piece of video before the game. I, I know the teams weren't allowed to go to the gamble, but Jason Kelsey was at the tables. Dude, and I know his brother boy. couldn't go, but Kelsey was placing bets, man. He was out there living his Dude. best life. I don't I don't blame him. Uh Chiefs at the Super Bowl for tomorrow, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl of the Would parade. you be able to convince your significant other or wife or work wife or whatever it may be that Valentine's Day Super Bowl parade is a good date? If I'm on the team? No. No, like if you're a oh, fan. Oh, if I'm a fan and would I take my wife would, would I take Valentine's my wife would Day. I take my wife to the parade? No. As a Valentine's Day date. No, no. You're already wearing red and stuff. But uh, no, 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 no. My wife isn't my wife doesn't look at sports as ro- romantic. So no, that would not be 
um, one of the deals. So here's this real, like one of, my, one of my favorite people, one of our listeners, Miss Allie, uh, Fat Falcon Allie, she says that a close work friend, you do lunch, confide, confide work stuff. Okay, you, so you could, whatever happened where you confide in down person, that you ping or text first on work stuff, but opposite sex more, okay. So this person is, basically you gossip to them. Sure. Okay, you, uh, uh, you gossip to them. Okay. But they, they're the opposite sex. That's what I'm saying. You gossip yeah. to them, but they're of the opposite sex. Got yeah, it. it's not Got that it. big deal. Got it. Got um, it. Kind of a couple angles I want to touch on here in, in regards to Steve Spagnolo, and, and we're going to get into a couple of tweets that have been thrown out there yesterday and, and more so today in just a moment. Forget, forget the future, but right now, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. Four Super Bowls as a coordinator. He ended the Patriots' perfect season. He, he put the clamps on one of the two or three best offenses in the NFL in the 49ers j- just a couple of days ago. Four Super Bowl wins as a defensive coordinator. I think if – if I th- do, I, do, I th- do I think coordinators – have there ever been a, just a plain coordinator that got in? I don't know, but okay. I think but, you can uh, make an argument for Spagnolo. I would. I mean, my thing is this. If you're going to let – uh, contributors in, if you're going to let owners who still own the team. Monty team Kiffin developed a whole defensive exactly. approach, and right? Is Monty in? Monty's Tampa one the, 2's Monty, not in. Monty's one of the best defensive coordinators that ever lived, and so is he, and so is Spags. I love Spags. I played for him his first year as a head coach, and, and you know, it wasn't good, you know, and it was a lot of different turmoil going on between the front office and this and that and everything like that, and we just weren't good. Didn't have the quarterback, um, you know, and so when you look at why he isn't a head coach? Because I saw where uh, where Tyreek tweeted that yeah. out. Why he was why? I, and I said this yesterday on air. I just I'm just going by my because it was his first job. Billy Devaney, who was my main man, hired him as a head coach and everything. And he was one of those coordinators that was going to get a job. He was a hot coordinator, everything like that, and came to St. Louis. And it just it's not one of the things that just didn't work. It was disastrous. It looked like a lot like. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett disaster. It's just really, really freaking bad. So Rams COO Kevin Demoff, who was with the team at that time but in a different position, came out uh, today and said, uh, team and organization he inherited in St. Louis was a mess. Nobody could have had success. He changed the culture staff and the players believed he's an amazing human deserving of a real shot. We couldn't give him. Uh, referring to that time, yeah, he's a, no, he's a he is a a one person. That Spags is is he's a real deal, very personable, everything like that. Man, he is a a good man, hell of a coordinator, maybe one of the best uh, big game defensive coordinators ever. You know, and so, um, but is it one of those things where you just been out of it so long? Because I mean, that was over t- decades ago that he was a head coach, and so his name. I mean, so I I don't know, I don't know why he isn't one. It's always funny that his name and the thing about it, his name isn't even brought up. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, too, and I know we're running out of time here, but you've got a situation where Eric Bieniemy of the offensive coordinator side for Andy Reid for a long time was interviewing, wasn't given a shot. Now you've got uh, talks about the defensive coordinator here for Andy Reid, and maybe it's because of his past, maybe it's because of the failures previously, but, yeah, he, he just he doesn't seem to be in that discussion Maybe it's because he's not young anymore. That's the Mike McDonald type yeah, of exactly. That's what I said. The Raheem it, it Morris, be, the, the D'Amico Ryan. It could be. It could be that again. I think everybody always should have, you know, especially the, the head coaches thing. Some people you just look at like like a Nathaniel Hackett, like hell no. I'm not. I don't want to put Spags in that hell no. I just know that the three years that he was in St. Louis, it was awful.
It really was. They were making the transition. I mean, it was just a bad situation for anybody to be in. Back page with Bo coming up in about 25 minutes. But when we get back here in about seven, th- there's a member of the Atlanta Falcons that apparently is being dangled out there. We'll, we'll see if he uh, maybe is on the trade blocker, if he's actually untouchable. want to hear Randy's thoughts on this coming up here on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. Welcome back into the Midday Show, Andy and Randy. It is Abe Gordon here filling in for Andy Bunker. He, uh, uh, We're wishing Bunk the best as he's helping take care of uh, Lil' Man. Lil' Man's feeling a little under the weather, but we hope he is a fast healer. So uh, best thoughts to Baby Jack there. Got, got uh, you know, it's that part of the Falcons offseason and really just the entire NFL offseason, and you talked about it, we are – to that point now that the Super Bowl has been played where you just start seeing rumors from all over the place. And and certainly this is one that feels like it's crept up a lot more recently. And it started, and I don't know if you've gotten tweets about this, Randy, but I certainly have. People throwing me like just wild reports about probably from like Reddit pages or for fan <laughs> blogs that are like, did you hear that this is what the Bears are going to ask for Justin Fields? And whether or not, or, or, or for a draft pick or whatever, and whether or not those reports are true, uh, many of which I've said that's nonsense, you're out of your mind. But uh, it does start to get a little interesting. And one of the names that I've heard most associated with the Falcons having to move up, be it for fields or in the NFL draft, is Kyle Pitts. And. Just on the surface, let's start here. For fields or a draft pick, if that's what it takes, along with other stuff, to get there, would you move Kyle Pitts? Yes. For your quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Would you move him for both, either fields or a draft pick, or only for a draft pick, or only for fields? Would I move – hold on, slow down. Would I move Kyle Pitts and a draft pick from Justin Fields. That's the first question, right? Start there, sure. Not a first round, obviously. Oh, no, no, not a first round. Yeah, why not? Now, if I'm the Bears, why would I do that? Because I just got just signed Cole Clement to right. the long term extension. I, I agree about the okay. questions about fit, but they don't have uh, a great run game. Maybe they go more two tight end sets. I don't know. All right. And then the other one was what? Would you, on the other side, would you move Kyle Pitts, the eighth pick, and, and maybe something else to get into the top three for a quarterback? Of course. Yeah, I mean the the Falcons easy the, the 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 biggest thing for them when we talk about them getting up to get one of these young quarterbacks, which I think they should do, is there's two things that they need to happen. They need New England to trade for Justin Fields, right? Okay, then you can get in that, in that top three, all right. Or you need them not to want uh, Caleb Williams. I mean that, that's the biggest thing. Like I, the one team that I don't think that you're gonna move is number two Washington. Either they're gonna go up or they're gonna sit there and draft the quarterback. That's what I think personally. But I do think well, that why, if, why would if, they not be involved in the fields discussion? I don't think so. I think they want to go with their yeah. own guy. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But I think that you know the thing with New England is, and 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 they probably want to do the same thing. But if not, and they want to go get Justin Fields or somebody like that, then there's your spot right there to be able to move up. So here, here's the reason I, I'm a little out on this idea, and we'll get to Kyle Pitts and his performance in just a moment, but. For me, 
if I'm bringing in a quarterback here to Atlanta, isn't the whole point that we have a bunch of playmakers around him? Yes. Kyle Pitts included. Yes. I feel like giving up Kyle Pitts to acquire Justin Fields makes me wonder why we think he'd be any better here than he was in Chicago. I mean, I think that's what any 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 situation you bring him into is that you you why why do you look at it that way? Why do we look at Justin Fields as this guy when he is in a situation where his team is probably going to move on from him. You know what I mean? Like, if he was that guy, he would not be on the trade block right now. And, not, and there's no 100% sure thing that he is on the trade block. I know that we were talking earlier, and there's that rumor that you out there that you hear out there, because right now everything is rumor. Everything is speculation. There's no definite behind a lot of things when it comes to, uh, you know, the situation involving organizations and quarterbacks. My thing is this, and that's why I said it with the whole Justin Fields thing, is can you, can you as an organization pass up for two years in a row, having the number one pick on a quarterback. You want to? Do you want to reset the whole you know quarterback market for your team uh, and keep developing things? If I'm Chicago, I would sit there. I would keep Justin Fields. I would draft Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what I would do. And then you would have something and be able to put something around the kid because I do think he has potential. But is that potential worth what these quarterbacks on? Because that's what you want in a quarterback. You want them to be able – You. Want, yeah. As an organization, you want to be in that situation where you have to go and start putting money away, getting some contracts here and there because you know you're going to have to make a big investment in this in this uh, in this uh, player, this position, which is usually the quarterback. And the other aspect of this is you're going to have to invest at some, unless you screw up, which is always possible. You're going to invest forty-five to fifty million in the quarterback at some point. Are you doing that in two years? Or are you doing that in four years? I think that's kind of. Partially the discussion, too. Like, like I'm way more open to trading Kyle Pitts for, like you said, the draft pick because you have a longer timeline to figure out if that if that works and it's for cheap. The Justin Fields thing has to be done almost immediately. Right. You, I mean, you have to. You probably can't trade for him without an extension coming. You would think. You would think if you're going to trade for him, you're going to extend him. I think that's the biggest thing. Now, right. I was trying to go back and look at. What actually the um, the the Packers did with with uh, Jordan Love's contract because they made it an extension like on top of the fifth year option. Something right, like they that. didn't take the fifth yeah, year they didn't option. Take the fifth they year option. They did the extension. Their own. Would you do something like that? I would prefer probably maybe do something like that because it's not one of the things where you're picking up an option, but you're putting the extension and if you plays well, just like Justin. I mean, just like Jordan Love played well this year. That's. His line. I would not be surprised if Jordan Love got a brand new contract. They're talking about it. They started talking yeah. about it before yeah. the Super Bowl. I would not. Yeah. I would not doubt that if he gets one of these big time, uh, these big time deals. But there's so many different roles, ways that you can go quarterback. I mean, you were talking before the show hurt this morning uh, that Geno Smith is due twelve million dollars Friday. He's due twelve million dollars Friday. They have to pick up. He has an option for twelve million dollars on Friday. Now, if you're the Seahawks, new coach, has Geno done enough in your eyes as a new coach? Well, the general manager's been there, but if you're the head coach, has he done enough to warrant being your starting quarterback? Because if you pick up the $12 million option, you're going to make him your starting quarterback. Right? I would say yes, yes, because I don't think there's a situation where your pick is high enough right. to take someone. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about saving that $12 million and using it somewhere else – Fine, I, but you're you're not. What what do we say? They're picking 16th or something, right. whatever it was. They're they're just not going to be able to move up or, or pick the the guy that you could start immediately. At least, I mean, I guess you could. Like, say you draft Bo Nix, you're starting him immediately. I guess you kind of have to at that point. Right. So here's the other thing about Kyle Pitts, and this is where it it, it it's a decision the Falcons have to make. Uh, his fifth year option would be for a projected 10.56 million. Right. 
And don't they have to pick up his option this summer? This, this yeah, it has right. to be okay. this offseason. They would announce okay. it, and then okay. he goes into his fourth year. It right. Right. The timeline for that's always weird because it's not leading into the option year; it's the year before. Right. But we've got to also figure out what Kyle Pitts is and what happened his rookie year and what changed his past two years. Oh. And you look at it as look when he was healthy with a good quarterback year one, he was legit. He set a rookie record. Right. The last two years. He's been banged up. Mm -hmm. He's had subpar quarterback play, mm -hmm. and he was just a guy that everyone is disgusted was the fourth overall pick. Correct. So you got to decide before we see with a new quarterback and potentially a healthy Kyle Pitts, a healthy knee. You got to decide what guy he is. How do you do that? I don't know how you do it. That's uh, that's that, that is a that is definitely an evaluation where you got to go off of. Uh, I mean, what do you go off of? Like, I honestly off, off of tape, off of the first year, off of the potential of what you think you can, off of the potential that he's going to be healthy coming into this offseason. We're going to have the right quarterback getting the ball. How is he going to be using his system? I mean, there's so many question marks that go up in it. But if it was any other player that was drafted fourth overall and didn't have the medical issues right. or the quarterback play based on his career and where he's been, you probably wouldn't pick up his fourth year option. Here's what I go off of, and it might be like. It's probably not the way a GM looks about it, but mm -hmm. 10.56 million is not that much. It is not. And, and that's what I'm, I, I'm honestly, that's what I would go off of. No, and, I would pick up the option because it. it doesn't kill you money wise. You're absolutely correct. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. But that goes back to something that you asked before. If, if somebody also thinks like that as a general manager and they want to put him in a trade for their potential quarterback, their potential young quarterback, would, would you do that then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, you and I tend to agree. Kyle Pitts, if that's what it takes to move up in the draft along with picks and whatever else, mm -hmm. we're, we're in for that. So here's my question to you. How many guys on the Falcons are completely off of that list? Completely off of what list? Untouchable, will not be involved in trade discussions in, 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 in terms of moving up towards the top of the draft. I, I think of three and probably only three. Okay. I got Jesse Bates. Okay, because you just signed the free agent. Okay, Chris Lindstrom. Okay, and Bajan. Um, if you told me I had I to move, B Brady, I know, I know Bajan is is definitely he's he's no, Bajan is probably number one on the list. Now I, I think there's a couple of others that are kind of in this discussion. All Would right. you move AJ Terrell? Yes. Would you move Grady? Yes. Would you move Drake London? That's the tough one. I know. Yeah, probably not. Again, everything is always based on what are you getting. And are you talking about this? For, and these are the trades for Justin, or no, no, no. This would the, be to move oh, up these, to get a draft. Pick. Oh, move or, up the quarterback. Get, in oh, the draft. move up to one. Oh, oh. You can't trade him for oh, Fields. That's why I was like, huh? Um, wow. To move up to the number three pick and maybe get Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I do that for Drake London and, and a pick. Yeah. Why not? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually agree I could, with you, but it'd get, be tough. I could get another receiver. I, I can't find too many guys that are possible franchise quarterbacks. Fair enough. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to get to the back page with Bo. Also, something Randy said he was going to be doing, we're going to find out if he's actually doing it. That's on the other side here. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Down in New Orleans where the blues were born. 
I'm guessing there's going to be a heavy Mardi Gras commentary towards Backpage with Boats Day. We're going to get to that in just I'm a moment. I'm surprised because I know that, you know, I, I know it's uh, Fat, Fat Tuesday, Tuesday and everything. I I just knew Bo was coming to this thing with like a Fat Tuesday bandana, hat, some beads. I just I, I automatically knew. The kind, I'm surprised you didn't have disappointed. The, big, the big plastic the, the jug full something. of, you know. Kind of disappointed. Well, to be like a one-man show and do stuff like that, it's kind of like, I don't know, depressing. I'm not going to be the only person that's, I don't know, celebrating Mardi Gras when nobody else is taking part. Like, what the part? What the hell does anybody got to be around for? I don't know. What do you? Who might like? Nobody would. Nobody would have cared if I would have come up here like with beads and. Yeah, I would. Let's face it. I would have for the wrong reasons, but yeah, we would have. <laughs> I would have. I'm like, hey, look at Bo. Bo is festive and everything for Fat Tuesday. Well, I'm surprised because you're the most festive one of the show. Basically, you you participate in all. I that's do. What, I, yeah, that, I participate in stuff. You participate in all. That's why I was surprised that you didn't have nothing. I, I, I knew you were going to bring some fancy beads or something in the day. Now, yes, I could have. I didn't even really think about just it. Just building up throughout the yeah, week. That's, that's what all. I'm counting on. Uh, 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 this new hour uh, brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. That was Bo. We'll get to him uh, a little bit more in just a moment when we get into the back page. But, Randy, a couple of weeks ago, Andy uh, asked you and you guys had a discussion about, uh, you know, we're headed towards the end of football season and – what is going to take up your sports viewership? Right. And it sounded like you were headed towards getting into NASCAR. Right. Are you still of that mindset? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a lot more NASCAR, but more, I think the biggest one to do is a lot more Formula One because okay. of uh, watching the show on Netflix and everything. Uh, so I'm definitely going to keep track more of that more. But, yeah, I'm, I mean. So this is your yeah. chance. To, okay. th- this is your chance. We're, we're heading towards it right now. Okay. Because Sunday is the Daytona 500. I know that. And I think it's just, I don't day drink a lot. Okay. I, not by choice, just sometimes I don't have the option to day drink, whatever. What the hell is an option to day drink? If you, <laughs> well, if you can, you can't. Like, Sundays are not a great day drink for, you know me, I have my own dump set of personal rules. If right. I'm doing a show the next day, right. I'm not going to, yeah. whatever. That, that, okay. And... I, I just there's just no better. I don't think there's a better sporting event to just kick the heels up and day drink to mm-hmm. than the Daytona 500. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have it on. I'm, I'm going to it'll be on. I'll just say that I'm not really going to sit there like I'm going to watch every single lap and everything. You want like me to that. make up a drinking game for you? No, I don't do drinking games, Abe. I, like, I do. I, yeah, I don't drinking games. I'm. I, I think I once I hit something outside of teen at the end of my name or end of the, my age, I kind of went away from those things. Nah, I didn't start till after that. But yeah. nah, I'm, I'm I'm master of the drinking game. And uh, Daytona 500, it's a pretty easy one to get into. You start taking shots when there's five car wrecks and stuff like that. It's, okay. Yeah, well, I don't want, I don't want to take those shots. I don't want to see wrecks. Yeah, you do. No. No, yeah, I you don't. Do. I, I don't. I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt or nothing. Like, I, no, I don't want to see like, anyone like, get I hurt. I want to see fights in hockey. I don't want to see wrecks in car racing. It makes it, it just Wait, muddies up the whole thing. You say you don't want to see fights in hockey? I said I want to see ho- hockey fights. Okay. It's, it, how it about, messes up. How about pit road fights? Oh, definitely. You might have to finish your drink yeah, if there's a yeah, pit road yeah, fight. Yeah, if a guy yeah. hurls his helmet at someone else, definitely, 118 laps in. But I would want to do that too, especially with some of the, the, the situations of how these people sometimes run into each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the one who's off the track and then comes back on in the middle and just messes up even more. Oh, yeah. Ready to fight. 
I always start like pretty good with the NASCAR stuff, Daytona 500, and then it, it always tails like three weeks in. I'm right. like, oh, this is the year I'm going to get into it every single week, and then I'll pay attention. Like I'll definitely see who wins, but like watching, watching the races themselves, it just tails off week two, three. So we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes this year for us. Uh, all right, let's welcome him back into the show. Let's get into it. Back page with Bo. All right, we've gone through all the numbers. Joe Patrick mentioned all the viewing numbers. Y'all mentioned the uh, the viewing numbers in uh, No Huddle. But I'm going to bring you the numbers that people actually care about. $185.6 million bet on this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, which is also a record. Now, this is the number that's kind of crazy to me. Nevada's 182 sports books only squeaked out $6.8 million profit on this game, that's $2 million up from last year mm-hmm. where it seems that betters have just been kind of holding their stance and winning mostly. The last four Super Bowls before that was an average of $13.2 million netted by the casinos. So that's actually kind of double. Fans are smarter these days, I think I they got killed on that 9-1 to overtime bet. I'll be honest with you. I think they got absolutely annihilated having to pay out all the overtime bets. It might be. That's pretty big odds. That's for just, a big. That was just overtime, yes or no? That's a big one. And now on to the nitty-gritty numbers. Only six people arrested at Super Bowl 58. Really? Yeah. More, more people arrested at the Phoenix Open than really? that. Really? There was. Now, this is not outside in Las Vegas. This is just actually in the Super Bowl, in the stadium. Uh, you had one grand larceny. Okay. Uh, you had one battery of an officer. Okay. You had two arrested for obstruction. All right. And the ones they never show, we had two guys take off their shirts and run out onto the field. Okay, they those two guys. Also. Okay. So and they had some stuff written on them that nobody could read, so it was pointless for them to get arrested for that anyway. So. I, 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 I'm surprised by that number. Really, yeah. Really am, but, I mean, uh, or maybe people didn't get caught. I was going to say people were behaving themselves. Do you think or? maybe – Maybe people are just, just getting caught. started because at a 6.30 start here, that's what, 4.30 in Vegas? Maybe it's early in the day for people to be drinking. But, I don't know. But, I mean, how many of those people that are in Vegas don't – you don't sleep when you go to Vegas. That's, you, cr- that's you, true. You lay down. 3.30, by the way. They're, they're yeah, Pacific. Yeah, you lay, you lay down when you go to Vegas. You don't sleep. I don't know anybody who sleeps in Vegas. I know you, you just lay that's down. That's a good point. That's fair. Yeah, you lay down. Yeah. So, 3.30, I guess. And every Super Bowl is not without controversy. This controversy happening on the Super Bowl – 58 halftime show. We all remember this part of the show when Alicia Keys came out. Ooh, yeah. That was the part I was referring to, but I just decided to let her blow here for another two, three seconds. Because she did hold it together for that note. Now, I think they just wanted proof that it wasn't lip sync, the whole performance. And that, and none that of pretty it, much none proved it, it to me. to be. And I, I applaud both her and Usher. She is a human being, and sometimes your voice cracked. I feel no need to cover something like that up. But when the NFL went and posted the halftime show onto YouTube, lo and behold, this is how Alicia started. Some people want it all. Really? But I Now, really? As a guy who edits Sweet audio, there, has Bo. been erased. That's a great editing job. That's a great. That's really. That's really, really good. But was that really necessary? I don't think it was. Like I, they, I, I think that just like how what Abe put 
I think that it's much better with that being in there because it's not like she squeaked for her entire performance. She did not. Has also. she been singing bad? And, and, then and, that's and one I, I think that's did the you biggest think no thing. One was if she did not, it? I think that's the biggest thing. If she was just horrible the whole damn song, it would have been yeah. something. But it was. It was a. It was a squeak. It I happens. like how we talk about one of the greatest singers of a generation is not allowed to to muck up one note. Yeah, like, like it's not that big a deal. No one's over here like, well, maybe her whole career was a sham. And uh, congratulations to Ursha Raymond, who took part in the festivities of Las Vegas by getting married on yeah. Sunday afternoon. I saw that. Congratulations to him. Maybe he ain't the maybe he ain't the home record that my, many people try to put on him and everything. Uh, so his uh, longtime girlfriend. Yeah. Then they got a couple shorties Jennifer, together. Jennifer, go check out. Yeah. I'm gonna butcher that Good real deal, fast. Man. I'm but... saying Usher's winning, man. Usher's oh, winning. Yeah. He got a tour, album, wife, baby. Just did the Super Bowl. I mean, the dude is on. He 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 on one. You saw he announced new a uh, new start date to his tour too. I did not see. There's that. like He's... six shows now in, in, in Atlanta. Well, I only saw the two that he added to the start of the tour. They're in like mid August. Yeah. Then he doesn't do another show until. October, and then he does a couple in November. But he's starting, I think it's maybe the 15th and 16th of August. I might have had those dates wrong. But some, sometime in mid-August, he's actually starting it here in Atlanta. Sweet. So Usher, uh, since he did have his Hold residency. Hold on, that was in October. Yeah, no, October? that was the original start of the tour. Uh, oh, okay. He moved two dates now that are going to be in Atlanta in mid-August. So uh, he's now actually starting the tour I guess that would August, be the kickoff of the taking tour. Taking, uh, you know, okay. six weeks off and then, you know. Usher decided to get wedi- uh, get married at Vegas weddings, did not go to the Little White Wedding Chapel, which is the most popular yeah. and the ones that people always uh, get married at. So congratulations, Usher. And, uh, Abe, I think you mentioned this earlier. 19 minutes is all it took for Dunkin' Donuts to sell out of the Dunkings oh, really? track suits. Wow. They are producing more at an ultra-low price of like 60 bucks, which is kind of crazy. And you just, people are just buying them just to wear them. Yep. Hey, yeah. With the teacher's hey, own, man, I guess. Ben Affleck did it, right? Uh, I, hey, if he can do it, anybody can, right? Yeah. I'm sure it won't be long until we see a, uh, another Super Bowl return to Las Vegas. Here's Dana White on his two cents. I talked to Roger Goodell today. So I was with Roger Goodell this afternoon, and I said, you know that this is where the Super Bowl should be every year, right? This shouldn't even go anywhere else. This should The Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA Finals, and whatever else should be here like every single year. There isn't another city that can compete with this city. This is the greatest city on earth. Now, I tend to disagree because the city of New Orleans does do a great job hosting the Super Bowl, but it's going to be crazy, dog. It's going to be doing uh, doing Mardi Gras. Like well, next so year? we were talking about this. I think maybe it's just me and Abe. So you know how Mardi Gras moves, and e- it goes along with Easter. Oh yeah, it all has that. to do with yeah. a full moon. What else? What else were we? T- it was me, you, and Buck talking about. It. Yeah, because we were trying. Oh, to it was fig- on the podcast. Yeah, it was on the podcast because we, we, we were trying to figure out when Easter it was. It has to do with a full moon. Yeah. On a certain day. Right. So next year, the Super Bowl is going to happen in February, but Mardi Gras is not going to take place till March. See, that's what I don't understand. Because of the damn moon. Because of the damn yeah, moon. When you said that, I was like, what the yeah. hell? Because don't what starts today? I have a fat Tuesday. Well, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. And, Wednesday and then uh, and Lent the end starts of Lent and everything. It's Easter. Okay. All right. So, and we still don't know the, the, um, the exact date of Easter. Because all these years, I did not know it changed like it does. I know, I mean, I knew it would be different on different. Yeah. I, I always thought it was the same Sunday, all the same time. So with Mardi Gras being in March next year, Easter's not going to be towards the end of March, end of April. Yeah, there you go. There it is. There, there you is. have it. Back page <laughs> with Bo. When we come back, final hour, I, I want to get into uh, We were teasing it earlier. I have some questions for Randy about work wives. Uh, and then Valentine's Day as a single man. I, I have some questions about that. Hoping Randy can maybe be my my advisor on, on a couple of things. 
Uh, and then we'll get into the big story of the day as well. B.A., Brandon Adams, Dog Nation Daily, will join us at 120. And, of course, the AMA to wrap things up. That's all coming in the final hour of the Midday Show. Dave Gordon filling in for Andy Bunker alongside Randy McMichael on Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.